Think of the difference between an iPhone video and a Sundance film. Camera audio versus a studio track. A novice or someone with experience. Sure, each has their place, but which will have maximum impact? Summer Shower Productions, a black-owned, woman-owned production company built to create valuable and inspirational content for you. Whether it's a promotional video, a short film, interviews, event photography, or utilizing our extensive editing and post-production tools to take your already captured content to the next level. We always bring creativity, integrity, and passion to every project we produce. So, consider Summer Shower Productions for your next project. Let's build something great together. America the Beautiful, the home of the brave. Same place they used to whip us and keep us as slaves. But they say that they changed and we're evolving. But the black inventors who help us get here don't get acknowledged. Let's be honest. You think that you could last for a day without inventions that a black person helped to create? It's getting late and you hear a sound. Can't check the camera because the first security system was Mary Van Britton Browns. You get it now? This ain't going to be easy. Since you can't sleep, figure you clean the house up briefly. You turn the light on. You know, Thomas Edison's invention. But it's worthless without Louis Latimer's perfection. See, he took a light bulb that lasted 15 hours and turned it into what we see today and what we acknowledge. We sweep the trash towards the garbage, but there's no dustpan, son. Without Lloyd Ray and without George Sam's son, we couldn't even get fly in our attire. Sure, we could wash our clothes, but he invented the dryer. And you calling me a liar, but the facts show that inside a lot of great inventions, that there's a black soul. You pass go through a traffic light, thank Garrett Morgan for the yellow signal, or you could have crashed tonight. He made the gas mask too, so if you know some vets or some firefighters, I'm sure that you want to show respect. You know the rest, you take the stairs, Stand your ground, cause elevated doors came from Alexander Miles. You eating out, cause there's no food to fix at home without refrigerated food trucks from McKinley Jones. I'm in the zone. Think about all of these great inventors and all the skills that came down from my ancestors. But now I'm stressing, cause I couldn't make this entire song without James E. West electric microphone. Rock. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, back in the building here, Doc Show Times for episode 49 of the Be More Today show. We're back, we're back, we're back in the building. And folks, for the month of March, it's my favorite month. You already know, March babies, you guys rock. Everyone else rocks as well, you know, but March babies have a special place in my heart, of course. Um, but we're here for the Be More Today show, episode 49, and it's been a great year so far. We've been bringing on all-star guests, um, Really kicking off 2021 in style, and I'm excited for the people we have coming on today as well. Before I get into any of that information, of course, Be More Today is a movement. We're still pushing forward with so many great things. Um, my book is out there. Podcast is continuing to be pushed out there. Now we're heard in 32 countries, so super excited about that. And just continuing to, to, to get people motivated, um, to give out good content, and to make sure that people just stay inspired to be the best version of themselves. That's been our whole journey, our whole mission. So if you listen to one show or a thousand shows, I really appreciate you and your love and support. It, it means the world to me. So continue to follow us on all major platforms. BeMoreToday.com has everything you need for a book, music, uh, podcast, everything you need for exercises. We're doing workouts on YouTube every single week now. So um, there's no excuse for people not to get out there and to be the best version of themselves. And that's going to be my continual mission to push people to do that. All right. My quote for today is simple as always. It's by Nelson Mandela. And he said, a winner is a dreamer who never gives up. 
it always seems impossible until it's done. Impossible until it's done. Um, I know if you're listening, you've been through some kind of struggle this year or even last year, right? Because we have all been through COVID-19 and everything else around us. But uh, dreamers are people who never give up, right? It always seems impossible until it's done. Whatever you're trying to do, whether it's schoolwork, um, your careers, uh, uh, whatever you're trying to get through, it's going to seem impossible, but you can get through this stuff. And we're all dreamers, right? We all have something that we want to dream towards getting either a house or uh, a car or or whatever it is. We have dreams and aspirations that we've had since we were kids. And some of us, even in our 40s, 50s, 60s, still have dreams. Um, I want to keep pushing people to not stop these dreams, right? Continue dreaming, continue pushing. Um, and it always is impossible. I mean, Nelson Mandela is a, is a clear example of someone who went through all kinds of stuff. And he didn't really get into his stride until his latter years, you know, when he became president. So it's, it's, never, it's never over. It's always something we can keep pushing forward. And for those of you who have dreams at an early age, I'm super impressed. And, and my guest for today embodies that. She's a track star among track stars. Uh, she has big dreams and big goals. And this is actually our second installment of the Be More Today Kids segment. So BMT Kids uh, Part 2 is right now. And our guest for today is Jada Pierre. And Jada Pierre was born December 3rd, 2002 in Houston, Texas. Jada's mother began coaching another athlete when Jada was just six years old. Now, Jada would attend practice with her mother and would just run around having fun. One day, she asked her mother if she could run at the track with her older sister, her older god sister, Lexi. Jada ran her first race at the age of seven and has been going ever since. Jada was also the smallest running in her age group and would always miss making the finals in her events, 100 meters and 200 meters. Now, at the age of 11, Jada was introduced to the hurdles as well as the multi-events. She liked the hurdles, but not the multi-events. The first few years of hurdling were interesting, as she said, and she was determined to learn. It wasn't until she was 13 years old she began to be more competitive in the hurdles and the sprints. She started high school at C.D. Hilton in Manassas, Virginia, and had a phenomenal freshman year. Not only was she a stellar athlete, but she was also an honor roll student at Hilton. Though she suffered a knee injury at the very, very end of her freshman year, and it would impact her sophomore and portions of her junior year. Transferring to Bullitt High School in Potomac, Maryland to complete her junior and senior year, Jada trained hard in the pool and limited track work to ensure she would be able to compete. Just as Jada was starting to show form, COVID-19 hit, and the indoor and outdoor season was canceled. Jada maintained a 3.5 GPA at Bullitt High School and continued to train throughout the summer and fall in anticipation for track meets. Now, as December 4th and 5th of last year was her debut, and boy, did she show out. At that meet, Jada put down time that placed her number one in the 60-meter hurdles among high school girls and number three in the 60-meter dash among high school girls. She has continued to make great strides on and off the track. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pets included, please welcome to the stage Jada Pierre and her mother, Melody, Melly Mel's Mel's Mel's. <laughs> Folks, what's going on? Hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, we're back. And I got, I got to just say, Melly Mel's, you and I went to high school together. Um, yep, yep. It's been, it's been a crazy journey watching you um, from afar. You know, we, we ran together. So we, we, we went to choke. We ran. Yeah. I don't think your daughter knows this, but... Um, you know, we had a great time running at Choate and we would do all kinds of dances when we used to run races and 
it was just fun. Yes. So much fun. Yeah. And um, yes, yes. You, you were a superstar athlete who came in and just ripped everything up on the track. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't know. I don't, Jade, I don't know if you know. Didn't you know? Mom was, mom was nasty. As long as you know, as long as you know. So, um, you know, I had to have you on the show because now, you know, I haven't seen you in years, but I did see um, that your daughter was just doing great things. And I really wanted to just highlight yeah. the, the legacy um, between you two. So, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Sean, so much for having us. I will say, Jada still thinks she can beat me. So, <laughs> I can. <laughs> I'm not getting into family business, but um, <laughs> I, I I like the enthusiasm and the competition, and um, you know, just 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 Mel, tell us tell us how things are going on with you, and then Jada will go to you next. Melly, how you been? What's going on with you since I've seen you? Last time I saw you was probably I don't even know, like 20 years ago, if if not more. Um, yeah, so I think so. I think how have you so. been? What's going on with you? And uh, how's it been? Uh, now that you're a mom and 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 mentoring this up and coming track star in your life it's been great i mean I, when i graduated from tech uh, i mean i choked i went to texas tech um and i ran uh division one with tech and had a had a had a pretty good college career um, and you know life has had its ups and downs but it's been great uh jada I was blessed to, to, to be Jada's mom. And even from birth, she has been such a easygoing child. Um, she's definitely an easygoing teen. I don't have the, a lot of my friends, um, you know, they tell me about having a teenage daughter. She's 18 and I, I, I haven't had, thank God, the, the woes, right? Um, and when she was six, you know, I never, people thought that I fought, forced her into track, right? And I never wanted to do that. So I always was just like, you know, yes, come with me to practice. And her god uh, sister uh, was a top uh, sprinter in Virginia. And I started training her and she, you know, went on to James Madison um, University and Jada just started running. And I was, I was thrilled with the fact that my daughter wanted to run. Um, but I always wanted to make sure it wasn't because of me. It was because that's what she really wanted. You know, so life has been great coaching her. Um, my first year not coaching her was last year when we transferred to Bullis. So I didn't have the direct lineage on coaching her once she transferred to Bullets because she had a hurdles coach and a sprint coach. Uh, coach uh, Derek Johnson is her hurdle coach and coach jo jo um, Joseph Lee is her sprint coach. And so I kind of, you know, fill in when I need to. Um, so it's, it's been a great experience uh, for me, you know, just watching her and excited to see next steps, you know, excited to see, you know, where she lands and, um, you know, life has been good. I, I really can't complain. You know, um, it's been really good. Cool. That's awesome, Melly. Um, and Jada, you know, you have been running through um, so many different hurdles, no pun intended, right? But COVID-19 <laughs> and other things. How's it been uh, training, Zooming with school and COVID-19? How are you doing right now in terms of all that? Um, well, in the beginning, it was a little rough transitioning from seeing your friends and being in school every day. Um, so that transition was kind of rough, but now um, that I've uh, had it for so long, been in um, online Zoom, um, it's definitely gotten easier. It's become normal to me. 
So I've definitely grown and I actually like staying home now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, a lot of people um, who did not want to be home at all have really found comfort in, you know, being home and being more productive at home. And I, I, I have not been home. I've been, I've been working since we never went home because I, I do physical therapy. So I'm always out there anyway with people. Um, but, you know, to, to, to have the opportunity to be home and actually to do things and still be productive in that environment, uh, I think a lot of people do find that to be comforting. Some people don't like it still. Um, but most of the students I've spoken to have all been like, yeah, this is great. You know, you can be on Zoom, do your thing or whatever else. Um, <laughs> So, Jada, I know you've been running since, you know, mom said age seven. And, um, you know, Mel, when you and I ran at Chope together, uh, you actually inspired me. You inspired me to be um, a better runner because I know you graduated before I did. And I, I did things after Chope. Clearly, I ran D1 like you did uh, at Brown University and, 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 and pushed forward doing that. Um, but the interest and the spark, I think, for track and field, which... You know, if you run track, you know, track is just, it's a, it's a thing. So people who love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jade, I'm mm-hmm. curious for you, you know, since you started running at such a young age, what sparked the interest? Was it watching mom? Was it watching your, your god sister? What sparked the interest for you to really start to really put some effort into this track and field thing? Um, my first, it was watching my god sister, Lexi, run and her competing and her winning and watching my mom and her train every day. I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I like this. Let me try this. And then my first couple of years, it was a little rough, but then, (laughs) (laughs) but then I, I really buckled down and I was like, if I really want to be good at this sport, I need to put in that hard work. And ever since then, I've been just putting that hard work in at practice and in school and outside track so I can be great hmm I like you saying be great because greatness is something that your mom definitely was. I mean, I don't know if you know, but I, I was I was witness to your mom breaking multiple school records in high school. Um, like almost every week, a different record went down. Um, 100, 200, 400 relay, uh, you know, whatever it is, it was going down. So I'm curious how much you know about your mom's career and how much you feel like her career or her track experiences have inspired you to run track. So I do know she was a two, four runner. She trying to get me to do that for ever since I was little, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, she always tells me about her times and shows me her medals and stuff. So I definitely know about her track career and seeing all the hard work and dedication she has put into track has, made me want to put just as much or a little bit more to reach my goals as I go through my track career. Okay. And I see that. I mean, um, the one thing I will say is that, you know, my dad also ran track. My dad was a big time track runner in New York. Um, he was a four, eight guy. So he actually was like mm. an eight, eight mile guy. So he, his, his high school team, um, boys high, they set the state record for the four by eight, uh, back in the 60s and that record was never broken until literally like five years ago um so he was also mm-hmm. the person pushing me to say oh you got to run the eight you got to run the eight and I, I never ran the eight <laughs> I, was, I, was not, I was not no, I'm not doing that 
but um you know that 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 legacy is still there because whether you run the you know the two four like your mom or you know you're doing the sprints it's it's still tracking it's still you doing uh the family business as i'll say and, and making your own legacy you know making legacy for, your, for yourself and a name for yourself so i think it's great that you found your own way and, and paved your own path um i'm curious now though you know mom said that she coached you for a while and you have other coaches um how are your coaches staying connected with you during this this COVID nineteen time? So, Coach Derek and Coach Lee, um, they call almost call me almost every day just to check up on me outside of track, and also on the track. And then um, I practice with them Tuesday and Thursday for hurdles, and then Wednesday and Saturday with Coach Lee. Yeah, so you said you you're focused and you you're getting your your fix from both ends and you do you feel like you're staying motivated? I mean, I know it's hard to run, especially you know if you're not having um, the facilities that you were having in terms of being able to go to practice every single day. Are you finding it hard to stay motivated, even though you're getting the calls from the coaches and even though they're they're checking in on you? Um, what's your motivation level like right now? So. In the beginning of COVID, I definitely wasn't as motivated as I was because um, I didn't know my season was gonna end. I didn't have it. So it, I was just going through those ups and downs. And then my coach, uh, he was talking to us and he just said, um, sooner or later, this is going to end. And do you wanna be prepared or not? So I was like, okay, well, I need to get back into myself and, and, and into control and, then I started like working out more and actually being more dedicated and doing everything I need to do on the track and outside of the track. So I definitely say I am pretty motivated. Um, yeah, I want to get to college. So that's probably my top motivation right there. <laughs> mm. So speaking of that, and you know, I know mom went to Texas Tech and I, Mel, I remember you going to Texas. I remember you um, signing with them and running there and I followed you a little bit when you were there as well. Um, Jada, you mentioned college. Is, is that uh, one of the goals to run in, in college, D1? And, and, and if so, are there schools that you're interested in looking at right now without giving too much information away? Yes, I definitely am interested in running at a D1 college. Um, there are a couple of schools that I'm, I am interested in and I'm having conversations with right now. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So, you know, the, the whole thing about track and field is that it's, it's definitely a gateway for other things. And some people either go all the way into it, like they become big time track professionals or they use it as a medium to get to a different place for a different academic career. So just out of curiosity, where is your mind frame right now? Are you thinking, look, I want to run the Olympics. That's what I want to do. Or are you thinking, look, I want to run so I can get an education to do something else? I want to, well, if the opportunity presents itself for me to run in the Olympics, I definitely would take it, but I just want to run right now to get an education and go into uh, chirotherapy, maybe be a chiropractor. Oh, interesting. So why, why chiropractor out of curiosity? Uh, when I got injured, I went to my god sister's chiropractor, Doc, um, and I know that the body body works together. But I didn't know how if one thing is off, it can offset the whole everything else. 
So seeing how he just worked on my body and adjusted me and how I got back and better, I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm really interested interested in pursuing this career and to help other kids that went through the same situation as me. It's funny, you mentioned having a knee injury. Um, I remember when I was actually in high school at Choke with Mel, um, this is actually after she left, I got hurt my my senior year um, and tore my meniscus and I actually had surgery. So I had to go see a physical therapist and that's how I got into um, learning about the realm of physical therapy and, and, and seeing how influential it was and impactful it was for me to go through rehab and get better so quickly with the help of, of, that, of that discipline. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm always a believer in that everything happens for a reason. And I think that that was why I needed to, to learn and be supposed to that profession. So it may be the same for you. You know, it's very possible that the chiropractic field may, may be your, your gateway to that thing that you want to do uh, in, in the greater scheme of life, which, which would be fantastic. And um, a lot of former athletes do, um, you know, delve back into the healthcare field either because they went through something like you and I did, um, or because they just feel so connected still to the human body and how great it can be. So um, yeah, I definitely say pursue that in all ways. And if you ever need someone to talk to you about that, I've had um, a chiropractor on the show who actually I ran with at, at Brown, who was a great friend of mine. So if you ever want to meet him or talk to him, um, I can definitely help you guys up with that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, nice. you know, out of curiosity, how are you balancing um, school and, and athletics? Because I, I know that, and Mel, you can attest this as well, you know, being a student athlete is, is tough. It's a lot of balancing in terms of scheduling, in terms of time, um, huh. even in terms of you know, your, your focus, because, you know, most people aren't doing, um, you know, two hour workouts and then having to go home tired and then having to study. Um, it can be, it can be a lot. And I know Zoom is, is one thing now, so it's different. But like your coach said, at some point in time, this is going to end. And, you know, at some point in time, you'll have mm-hmm. to get back into that rigorous routine where you go into practice for two hours and then you go on home tired to eat real quick and then get to the books. And, um, you know, Mel can tell you the D1 thing is, is no joke I mean it's real it's like you're competing against the best of the best and then you're still trying to get your work done um it's it's a lot um so how, how are you balancing those things and and do you think that you'll be able to um to to carry that over from the high school realm to the the college realm so I most of we don't know this but I live in Virginia and my school's in Maryland so having the community it's like 45 minutes to an hour every day. So to keep myself balanced, I um, keep a schedule and I just take um, each day uh, step one step at a time so I don't get overwhelmed. And I definitely do think I will be able to carry um, this over my balancing schedule between school and track into D1 because I've sacrificed so much or bullets. So I feel like because I'll be in one area, it'd be easier for me. So to speak. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Sean, can I just add real quick the mm-hmm. commute? So Northern Virginia uh, traffic is crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen it or been involved. And 45 minutes to an hour without traffic. So if we hit a traffic jam, it, it could be very well an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and bullets is like choke. 
you know what I mean? The rigor of the education piece of it and the, and the, and just kind of the aspects of just be, being able to buckle down. So I have definitely been impressed with the way Jada has balanced. And, you know, as a student athlete, you have the time management is so important. So we'll be driving to school or driving home and she's reading something. She's doing homework in a car, um, you know, just to make sure when we get home, she's not up till midnight you know, doing homework. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that way. And she knew when we decided to go to, to Bullis, she knew it was going to be a sacrifice. So she sacrificed hanging out with friends and, you know, those kind of things, even though she's able to do some of it, but sometimes we have to choose, right? Because mm-hmm. in Bullis, when, before COVID, we had a very rigorous um, uh, competition schedule. So Bullis is ranked um, girls and boys number one in the nation. And so we travel all over the place, right? Um, New York, uh, we, we got invited uh, last year to go to Jamaica, but because of COVID, it, it got canceled. So it's a high intense academic program and a high intense athletic program. And mm-hmm. so I think the transition to college, not, not saying it's going to just be a cakewalk, but I think she will do fine because the commute piece will be will be removed. So we're not spending hours in the car after practice or, you know, we have to leave home at six in the morning to be able to get to campus by 730, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I'm, mm-hmm. I've been impressed watching her kind of navigate this and and, 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 and be able to, to like, like you say, be more <laughs> and do more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think that's, that's actually completely accurate. Um, the commute by itself makes everything super complicated. But if you if you're finding those tools now to use your time management for the benefit, um, then you should be fine with that transition. Um, and, and Mel, I think you're completely right on that aspect. It sounds like Bullets is a, is a great um, stomping ground, a practice ground for the bigger picture. It's going to be college for her, so um, mm-hmm. she should have no problem mm-hmm. transitioning to the the, the bigger thing. Um, Melly Mel's. I'm I'm curious now what you would say um, if you know because you and I met um, when we were in our you know our our, our teenage years um, and the teenage years you know and I'm just curious what advice you would give Jada now as your daughter as she's basically where uh, she is where we you you and I were when we met right so mm-hmm, what advice mm-hmm. would you give her in terms of um, the college experience in terms of uh, life in the next four years for her, in terms of anything related to uh, being an athlete, uh, being a female athlete, being a black female Mm -hmm. athlete, you know, all these different things that really Mm -hmm. are um, nuances that not everyone can really attest to. Um, I I feel like you and your daughter really can share an experience that is, although removed by time, very similar in terms of experience. So what advice would you give her mm-hmm. um, if you were talking to your 18 year old self um, about just <laughs> anything that would be beneficial for her in the next four years? Yeah, um, man, it's a lot, I would say, but to keep it short, um, you know, one of the things that I would say is, you know, you have to fa- find your passion. What is that thing that if you were not being paid, you can do anyway? So once you find your passion, then everything else kind of falls into place, right? Um, Sometimes you're going to have to work a little harder to be where you need to be at that point. I also believe that, you know, spiritually, I'm very spiritually connected. So spiritually for me has kept me afloat, has kept me, you know, my personality is very bubbly. 
Um, I think I've always been kind of a, a bubbly person anyway, right? And so with life trials, things are going to happen, right? But you have to understand it's not what happens to you, it's how you respond to it. And I just, I pray over her every day. And I pray that the what she's learned from me, what she's seen me do, um, you know, she takes that and then some, you know, and just never give up. I don't care what it looks like right now because God always has the last say and 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 has the plan for our lives. So. Mm. Mm. Powerful words, powerful <laughs> words to live by. Jane, um, last question before the break. Um, I know you've heard all that mom said. And sometimes I think that we, we take what our parents say for granted, um, myself included. Um, <laughs> but I do think that, uh, you know, what she's saying is actually com- completely accurate. And it's, it's really about making sure that we're prepared to move forward. And, you know, we're going to have failures. We always talk about failing forward. I mean, even your injury, right. It's something that you thought was a delay for you, but really it, may have even exposed you to something that you may want to do professionally for the rest of your life. So um, I would just take all those things, not for granted, but as, as nuggets and make sure you apply all that stuff moving forward and, and, and just appreciate the journey. Um, every failure you've had is going to make you stronger in the end. And everything you've done up to this point is just getting you ready for your next, your next race, if you will. So um, I just want to talk mm-hmm. lastly before the break about this uh, athlete, award that you won were you athlete of the month athlete of the week talk to me what what happened i saw something online and i voted i voted for you and i know you won so talk to people online about this accolade that you were given um seemed like a little while ago now but just talk to them about what happened so every week mile split that's an online uh source where you can watch athletes and just stay connected through track but every week they do like an athlete of the week. And that particular week I was in the running and I actually won thanks to my friends and family. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I voted for that. I saw that. I said, let me vote for this real quick. And um, congrats on that. It's a big accolade, you know, and I think it's going to be just one of many um, that you're going to be experiencing moving forward. So uh, kudos to you for that. Folks, if you're just joining us, episode 49 of Be More Today's show, we're here with Jada Pierre, superstar runner. Um, we're doing a BMT Kids segment. Uh, it's episode two of that segment, and we're super excited because her mom is here also, Melanie Barrow, uh, old-time friend of mine, uh, Chote alumni, um, <laughs> to get down with the get down folks. And uh, it's fun seeing the legacy now between them because um, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Uh, Jada is super fast and mom was super fast and I'm not sure it was faster um, but I'm not getting into that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do want to ask a question to uh, to Jada now because this is the question I ask all the BMT segments um, for all the kids segments and um, Jada you know you, you're walking into this life at a place where it's uh, nothing that we had ever imagined right you know when mom and I went together we life was very you know nice it was nothing that was like COVID-19, there was no Zoom learning, you know, you, you have experiences and challenges that we had never even thought about. Um, and you're coming through it and with, with flying colors. So I'm curious now that as you look at the world and you see everything that's happening around you with Black Lives Matter, with new um, administration, with everything that may be happening in Virginia, Maryland, which is very different than happening in New York, but, you know, similar and the same. 
Um, if there's one thing you could change in the world to make it a better place, of all the things you've seen up to this point in your life, what is or what would that one thing be? If I could change one thing, it would probably be societal expectation or social norms. Can you talk a little more about that? What exactly do you mean when you say that? So society has you think that you have to be one way to be accepted. And we tend to see people hide themselves try to try to in order to fit in. And I just feel like if we take societal norms and expectations away, everybody can be themselves. Because people who try to fit in, they're not happy inside because they're trying to fit into societies, what they deem as um, the right way or normal. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a big time point. I do agree with that. I think that um, especially the pressures of with your generation and I guess ours now, because we're a part of it, social media um, makes everything <laughs> yeah. super challenging when it comes to that, right? And, and the uh -huh. definition of what normal is or what success is or what right or wrong is is, 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 is painted on our screens, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, et cetera, every single day. So I, I think it's, it's hard to not want to conform to those societal norms. But I do think that, like you said, it's, everyone's different. Everyone has their own, their own lane that they should be and we should be comparing each other to each other, but just letting everybody be who, who they are and, 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 and letting everyone experience their own journey. Um, so yeah, that would be a great thing to change um, if you were to pick one, very, very good. So Jada, I don't know if you know, um, your mom probably knows more, more than you do, but Be More Today is basically our, our company, it's our brand. I wrote a whole book, Be More Today, for any guy to a better version of you. And in the book, I actually put a lot of my track experiences from high school and from college, um, along with some work experience and just life experience being a therapist. And um, it's been great for me to share my journey. Um, but I'm always curious when people hear the phrase Be More Today, what it means to them, because it's different to everyone. And you are number 49 on this list <laughs> you love ass. So Jennifer, when you hear the phrase be more today, what does the phrase be more today mean to you? Be more today means to me that tomorrow's not promised. So treat today as it's your last and just work hard. Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. Now, my, my, my final question for you is, why do you think some people don't do that? So I ask everybody on the show what, what people are saying. They always give me a, people are saying means this, it means this, it means this, and they all give me similar answers. But I've never had to actually ask somebody why people don't do that. I think it's very easy for us to say, yeah, just be more. What's the big deal? Let's just do it. But, you know, nine times out of 10, we don't do that, or it's hard for us to do it naturally. So out of curiosity, what's one of the things that you think holds someone back from being as motivated or as driven as, as you are, or as more as you are when it comes to track and field and other things? Um, first of all, they think they, they'll have tomorrow. Or I'll just put it up. I can do that tomorrow, but tomorrow's not promised. Um, also, some people believe that it'll just be given to them without having to work hard and putting in that extra, going that extra mile to do stuff. So those are probably the two things that for people that don't want to do or be more today. Yeah, I think that's powerful. I think that's one of the reasons why people 
even when it comes to track and field, right? Because you're going to be going mm-hmm. into D1. And, you know, I know Bullets is good. I'm not saying it's not. But D1 is totally like everyone's good. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> everyone's, you think you think you the, you think you bad, everybody's bad. You know what I mean? So it's the best of the best. And, and it's really people mm. who get to that level that really start to show what be more today is it's really about putting in the extra effort now because it's not just about you relying on your own talent you got to really put in a little extra a little more training a little more looking at the Mm -hmm. video a little more working on your body a little more getting that sleep getting that rest because now you're going against people who are just as good if not better than you are and they're going to bring that fire every single time to the track so now you may be beating people by you know seconds but when you get to d1 it's milliseconds, you know what I mean? It's because it's, yeah. everybody, everyone's, everyone's as driven or as pushing or as, as you are. So it, it really is, the, it's the small things that differentiate those champions when you get to that, that level. Um, and the same as for professional sports, you know, it's the small things that happen. The thing mm-hmm. about LeBron James and what he does for his body, he spends a million dollars on his body every single year just for maintenance, just to make sure that his yeah. body is able to work and function day in, day out. Um, and it, it shows because he's now 38 years old doing whatever he's doing. So it's, it's those kind of things that set you apart from somebody else. So I think as long as you lay down the foundation for what you want to do now, there's no reason why you can't uh, uh, transfer that over into the to D1 realm. So I think you're on the right, the right track. Um, I'm curious, though, about uh, what's one thing that you want to start doing this year or have already started doing this year in preparation for getting ready to be more at the college level? So I definitely have been working on my time management because um, we're human, so we do struggle with that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom has definitely um, helped me to start doing things on my own and becoming more, I'm already independent, but not having to rely on her 24 seconds <laughs> <laughs> so that starts with good things around the house um cooking more uh making dinner for myself and, and for us mm-hmm. so I started doing that more yeah I mean that that's all stuff that's gonna be a foundation Mel is this all true is she, is she actually saying truth right now or <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, you know, my this this my only baby, right? She's my only one, and reality is she's getting ready to go off to college. So, I wanted to. I wanted one of the things important for me was not to be a helicopter mom, right? Um, we were very close, and we spent a lot of time together. But I also we 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 have those moments where she needs her own space. I need my own space. So I was always very clear that when we're home, I'm mom, and when we're on the field, I'm Coach Mel. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, we had some moments, <laughs> um, but I think at the end of the day, she appreciated that. And it was hard juggling, you know, because as mommy, I want to be mommy and cuddly. And as Coach Mel, I'm like, listen, we got to get this. We got to hit these times. I, you know, I'm not happy with that rep. And then when we leave the track, now we're, we're, we're mommy daughter again, right? Um, and then I, I started telling her, you know, when you go to college, mom, mom is, she had this idea that. I was going to be on the coaching staff wherever she went to college, right? She used to say that all the time. Don't worry, you're going to go with me. I'm like, ah, uh, that's a no. 
So you absolutely have to start doing things on your own. You know, she's driving now. So I feel comfortable with her going to the store and just doing different things. Um, you know, she's cooking. I'm like, you have to, she's been doing laundry on her own since she was like eight. So um, I just wanted to prepare her. And as a single mom, you know, I just wanted to make sure she was well-rounded so that when she does go to college, it's not, I mean, she's going to miss me. We're going to miss each other, but it's not going to be so devastating that she doesn't, she's not able to perform and, and meet the expectations or whatever she has for herself. Mm-hmm. Now that's big. I think you guys have definitely set the blueprint for success, you know, given all that you've, you've been through and um, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see Jadis excel and, in the D1 level and wherever you go, you're going to be great. So um, there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, Thank you, Sean. So as we close, I just want to have some final tips. Um, first, Melly Mel from you. I'm just curious. Um, you know, I, I have a daughter too, and I think we're only going to have one, um, which is fine. But I'm just curious, you know, what are some tips that you want to share, you know, as a single mom who's had one child um, about just ways to, that you've done to keep her so motivated and so engaged. I do know everyone says, you know, one child is no child, which I'm always like insulted by because, you know, a child is a child. Uh, yes. How many do you have? Right. But, you know, I do get the 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 concept of, of having more kids makes it easier for people or for kids to um, interact with each other and what have you. Um, and being an only child can sometimes be challenging, but, you know, only child syndrome, whatever people want to call it, is nothing that should keep anybody back from being excellent in what they're doing. And clearly you guys have done that with Jada. Mm-hmm. So any tips you want to share with, with parents who only have one child um, about ways you've kept them engaged um, without the uh, right. accessibility of having other siblings, um, but with other things that you've in, introduced into her life to make her such a great uh, role model for other students. Absolutely. One of the things I will say is stop listening to other people when they talk about you need to have more children, right? You need to, you, you got to go with what works for your family. Um, and so, you know, for me, <clears throat> I had to go with what works for us. Now, the other thing that I did, Jada was in Girl Scouts for about six years. So, you know, we were, I was a cookie mom, <laughs> you know, we went camping. I tried to make sure that whatever, you know, I can get her in, we're going to connect. She was in Delta Gems. And so that was like with the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. And they talked about, you know, etiquette and uh, leadership. And so I was always in intentional about connecting her without overwhelming her. I also gave her a platform to have her moments. So sometimes, you know, uh, we all ha- get moody sometimes, right? And so I gave her her platform to, to be able to say, mom, today's not a good day. Okay, check. I just want to check in. You doing all right? Yep. Okay. Let me know when you feel better. Because if we don't give our kids an opportunity to have emotions, right, then they become emotionless or they they just kind of flow and go with what you say. And I always wanted her to be independent, right? I wanted her to have her own mind, to think for herself. And um, and have her voice. I don't want her to ever feel like she doesn't have a voice. Being a young um, African-American female, we have our own, you know, things that we have to deal with. And I want her to be strong. I want her to understand, regardless if she grew up in a household with 10 people or one person, she is still the best of the best. And she has to know that. So as a parent, you have to allow your child to, to experience some natural 
consequences, right? So as parents, we want to shield them from everything, right? I call it the bumper car syndrome. We want to be the, the the rubber on the bumper car so that they never get hurt, right? And, and not hurt in a bad way, but there's some natural consequences that our children have to go through. And, um, you know, I, I'll give you a quick example. When she was little, Jada liked this sweater. She wanted to wear the sweater to school every single day. <laughs> and it was about 85 to 90 degrees outside. And it was a winter sweater. And she cried. She wanted to wear the sweater. So I let her wear the sweater to school. But I put a T-shirt in the bag because I knew she was going to sweat. And so when she got out to the park running, she was always a runner. And she was sweating profusely. And I told the teachers, I said, listen, I, I let her wear that sweater today because if I didn't, our morning wasn't going to go well. And sure enough, by, you know, noon, Jada had that sweater off. But had I not allowed her to wear the sweater, first of all, natural consequences didn't kill her, right? It didn't harm her, but she was hot. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I think as parents, we have to be okay with allowing our children to experience those natural consequences and also giving them room to communicate with us and not judge them based on what they're feeling, but give them the space to communicate so that we can talk about it. I didn't shield her from anything. I grew up in the Bronx, so I was exposed to a lot. Jada's life is a lot different, but we talk about those things because just because she lives in, you know, Virginia and she hasn't been around what I grew up around, it doesn't mean that it does, it won't, she won't be exposed to it at some point in her life, just because you never know who you run into, what circumstances. So I needed her to be mindful that everything is not, everybody is not pleasant all the time. Everything is just not, you know, hunky-dory because you live in Virginia in this kind of sheltered world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have you have your mom with you, so you have one of the best role models ever. So I think you're gonna be great. Oh, and I think thank that, you, um, you know, I, I, I'm just super excited for where this journey can go. And like your coach has said, when COVID nineteen, whenever that thing goes away, and you're back on the track more consistently, um, then we'll see what's really going on. But I'm just really impressed with you um, as a young person, and I'm glad that you were able to be on the show today. For the second so I want to be more today kids any any final tips you want to share Jada with um aspiring runners um runners who are of your age or who are uh getting into running high school wise or going to be running in college or um any tips you want to share with anybody who is um trying to be a stellar athlete like you about um your success or about ways just to stay motivated during this time yeah so my only advice I would give is just just have patience. Your time will come. If you continue to work hard and putting in that extra, doing that the little stuff uh, in due time, your results will come. They will show. So just, and just remember to have fun too. Yes, having fun is probably the hardest thing for people to remember to do, but it's when you have fun where <laughs> and it kind of comes together. So Jada, where can people follow you either on social media or Facebook or otherwise? You can follow me on Instagram. It's J-J-A-D-D-A underscore. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for being, uh, I guess, on episode 49 of Be More Today's show. We really appreciate it. And Melly Mel's Barrow, you're a remote. <laughs> um, it's been great catching up with you. And Yes. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the journey. We're going to continue to follow you guys moving forward, and we'll have to have you back on the show. And, 
uh, whenever we figure out what school Jay's going to be going to, and she gets okay. to win those awards and medals, we'll bring you guys back on and have a have a, a quick little recap. So. Thank you so, Sean, so much. thank you so much for having us. We are uh, so good to catch up with you and, um, you know, blessings to you and your beautiful family and just continue to do what you do. This is so necessary. Thank you. Thank you. Nope. No problem at all. And folks, don't forget our quotation from earlier by Nelson Mandela. Our winner is a dreamer who never gives up. It always seems impossible until it's done. Um, Jay is definitely a, a, a dreamer and a winner. Her mom also the same. And, um, you know, we, we've gotten through so many things as people of color together. Um, but Jada's story is 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 memorable only to me in the sense that she's going to be great. And um, the same way that mom was great in her own regard, Jada too was going to be great. And they both are winners in my mind. So whatever you're trying to do, folks, in terms of your dreams, your goals, aspirations, um, never give up. It's always seems impossible until it's done. And it will get done. But like Jada said, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep Fun, having the fun, right? Uh, and remember that mm-hmm. what your why is. Remember why you're doing this stuff. Um, stay motivated. Stay motivated. Uh, for more information about Be More Today, visit our website, bemoretoday.com. For again, music, my book, um, our podcast, again, subscribe and all platforms if you want to. Please, it's on there. And just continue to stay inspired. We're going to continue to put these shows out for you guys. Great content for the rest of this year. And if you want to send us some thoughts or you want to send Jada a message, you can always do that and be more today. Uh, be more number two day at gmail.com or any of our social media platforms. We are available for messages at all times. Uh, the Worst for Life podcast every single Wednesday, folks. Continue to watch that and follow that great content. Great inspiration for spiritually minded people. And as I always say, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life and continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. We'll see you later. Peace. Mm-hmm.